0: Here we delve into those topics that challenge us to think outside the limitations of realism, where we test the boundaries of imagination and are forced to think outside the confines and restrictions of what is normal. We are the creators, the writers, the artists, and the insane. Welcome to our Weird Realities. Hi, good evening everyone, and welcome to Weird Awakenings. So, voodoo is a religion practiced in parts of the Caribbean and the southern U.S. It combines elements of the Roman Catholic rituals with traditional African magical and religious rites. And it's characterized by sorcery and spirit possession. And then you have hoodoo, which is a set of spiritual practices, traditions, and beliefs, which was created and concealed from slaveholders, by enslaved Africans in North America. It evolved from various traditions of African religions and practices. And in the South, it also uh, incorporated some of the various elements of indigenous botanical knowledge. They are really used interchangeably for the most part now. So thanks for joining us tonight. We are going to be talking about voodoo and hoodoo. And uh, we've got with us, Ms. Hadley, after a long absence, we've got Good to the have you back. Yeah, right. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, I got- am happy
0: to be back. Yay! Okay, we've got the guys from Where in the Folk, Cecil and Tully, and we've got our great friend Stephen. Okay, and uh so um before we get started, uh make sure that you follow us and <laughs> you like us, tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong, and tell us where we can improve. We'd love to hear from you. All right, hoodoo and voodoo.
2: I think I'm still like catching up from that conversation we had before. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're recording
0: everything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we always have the most uh, crazy conversations off air, I think sometimes.
0: Uh, Or, you know, we have a really great show, but it's not recording or it's not live.
2: That's the first thing I looked for today.
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Sure. I, I told Cecil to make sure he didn't do that again tonight. <laughs> exactly. <Cecil. laughs> so
2: I think, um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different flavors of, of what we're going to talk about, but uh, almost all of it's culturally based somehow in, you know, regional specific areas. Um, and I think the, the, Without getting too deep into it yet, um, one thing that sticks out to me was a story a couple of years ago where this girl um, who was wider than me um, was messing around with voodoo and you know, kind of dipping her feet into culture that wasn't her own. And she actually ended up dying. Um, And if I'm remembering right, it it was actually um, she had attempted to summon Legba to bring harm against someone. And it literally killed her. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll just throw that out there for starters.
0: Well, you know let's, I, I, let's keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, start with um,
3: I won't talk about this person yes. that's gone.
0: <laughs> I firmly <laughs> firmly believe that because to me one, if you go into anything wholeheartedly and with full belief, then you're gonna get what you ask for. You know, so if she went into it and she thought, okay, I can do this, and I'm gonna, you know, harm this person, and I also believe in that threefold law. Whatever you send out, you're getting back, and it's usually gonna be a lot worse.
2: So, so not only was this woman the widest woman on the planet, wider than me, <laughs> um, she was attempting to use this against uh, an African American.
0: Oh wow! Oh, wow.
2: So you can imagine <laughs> that's probably the... no, 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 not the best
0: thing to do. Yeah, and you know, sort of
3: an old somber note
2: there.
0: Yeah,
2: I meant, I meant like, uh, you know, a, sh- a shallower topic, not a, not a easy topic.
4: Right,
1: right, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna jump in and say that anytime you don't understand the roots of a culture you should probably not mess with their gods because especially with the um with voodoo and hoodoo and sanaria there's a lot that we white people don't that's not the road we walked our ancestors didn't walk that path and you start getting into stuff that you just don't have any to identify with it you know um the well i want to say like did you see um american gods yes i
2: haven't i've been wanting to watch that
4: though
1: well i'm gonna make a um parallel here with there's a scene in it where there's a um I want to say it's like the spider god. I can't think of his name, but it's like, it's like the African trickster god. But um, they're in the bowels of a slave ship. And it gives that story and it's like, that's a story that a white, 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 white girl from Kentucky probably couldn't connect with, you know? Yeah, but my thing
2: is like, it, if you you know have culturally based gods and, and demigods or deities, then you know the the cost is probably pretty steep for people of that cultural descent anyway. Think of what the cost is gonna be for you.
1: Mm-hmm. You know well, I'm very cautious with anything I say or do um, because you might know your God or your goddess that you're working with, but you don't know them, you know.
2: Agreed. So, yeah. but
1: I hate to hear that. That's kind of scary, but um, I'm not surprised at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. There is a whole, almost like a mini documentary. I'm sure you could still find it uh, if you were to just type in something, you know, to that effect of. Girl dies, to tap into voodoo, or something like that.
1: <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Girl dies, oh. to tap, tap into voodoo.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's like giving a shotgun to a kid, you know.
0: Uh, yeah. like it, uh, 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 a Virginia teen dies after summoning an ancient Haitian voodoo guy, <laughs> <on> <laughs> September 1st, 2020.
5: Wow, yeah, yeah there's there's. There's some dark, dark. Well, I, I guess it's a. Uh, I don't know. There's some some things you really don't want to summon because even though they might appear to be one thing, um, they're actually not. You, you
1: know. got to know what you're doing. You yeah, know? It,
5: you know, it's just like the shamans, you know, that the uh, Native Americans dealt with. It's a, uh, it's. I, I don't know. It's uh, not not every not everything that pretends to be good is. That's
1: true. Well, and, and and Chassie has made a very good point here. Our soul mm-hmm. doesn't have a race, but right. in it my belief system, race. yeah, I was gonna no. say I believe in reincarnation. I believe that our soul, the what is initially what the spark of life, the spark of our essence, that is one thing and then with each lifetime our experiences and who we are build upon that. So I think over time like who I originally was it's not who I necessarily am today. And while it's still a part of me, it's not necessarily, you know, who I am. Um. So I would say while my soul doesn't have a race that m- my spirit does in it, it, it what I am now um, because we are in this earthly existence for a reason you know to have this earthly life and to experience the things that we're doing now so i see her point um too it's but like i said um right now we're all having this earthly experience right Right. And, and this particular
0: girl you know while her soul doesn't have a race she went into something knowing she had no connection or tie to it. Yeah. Or she'd have been more respectful of it. Well she watched
3: were, American Horror Story and decided she'd tried to summon this yeah. well
2: I think I think the bigger part like you're asking probably a deity that you don't know much about. You probably read like a wiki article. Oh, and I'm
3: just gonna you, watch American Horror Story because that's or, the exact one that's on there.
2: Or watch the American Horror Story and you're asking it for malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Without any like, you're just you're draw firing directly into it. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not a practitioner of it. You haven't studied mm-hmm. it. You haven't uh, absorbed the the heritage of it. And then you're just gonna jump right in and ask one of the one of the main deities to do something super malicious to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, anytime to me, you know, and the the what I believe in that you ask for something, especially something malicious, then you have to be willing to give something back for that. Yes. Whether yeah. it's your life or yeah. the life of a loved one, or you know, if if you're taking a life, you're in you're gonna give a life.
5: Yeah. You yeah. Know? And how much of this stuff is actually generational, it's passed down from generation to generation as far as the uh, the,
0: the dos and don'ts and yeah
5: and, and, I could be way off base here, but aren't a lot of the uh
2: i guess figures in voodoo weren't they alive at some point like
5: yeah yeah that, that's that's part of it is they worshiped uh worshiped it, ancestors it's you know, very similar
2: to Santeria in that aspect that where yeah a yeah. lot of their people who they gain you know knowledge or power or what have you from. Mm-hmm were practitioners in a lava at some point.
5: Right. Yeah. Similar to Catholicism and how they worship saints or the dead saints, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's very,
1: it's very Mm -hmm. complicated. And as it came from Africa, it got very immersed and hidden within the Catholicism.
5: Mm -hmm. Yes. That, that happened when they came to Haiti, uh, you know, that, that was part of the requirement whenever at that time during the 1700s, you know, they had their slavery going on in Haiti. And one of the requirements was within eight days of a, of a new slave arriving, they had to be converted to Christianity or converted, converted to Catholicism was part of the requirement. They had to do it within eight days. So a lot of this went kind of to um, blend it with Catholicism. Where it wouldn't be, uh, I guess, where they go, get along, go along, get along, whatever. Uh, they 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 just blended the voodoo with Catholicism.
2: I always I like. I'll, I'll never forget hey, Morgana's um, analogy the first time she ever came on our show. As far as like the the tower, and you know, we might be like on the third level, our plane of existence. And then each level above, you know, mm-hmm. would be like, you know, the the 10D that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, maybe... Um, I lost my train of thought for a second. I, I guess the, the deity aspect of it, or the, the divinity really is what I'm looking for, aspect of it all, is maybe they're coming, you know, maybe they've ascended and they're coming back down with some kind of gained ability to where they don't have to take human form anymore and they can just exist between the veil. Um, well, this
1: is interesting because to me, this is where you start getting into ascended masters and mm-hmm. a large part, like for me, um, personally, and I have my own little belief system that I've, you know, that I have. And it's a lot of these gods and goddesses that, um, I think they are ascended masters. I think they were real people at one time. And that's why a lot of them seem similar. Um, because I think they were probably real people, real warriors, real chieftains. And it's just kind of evolved over time. And I think that that's kind of where they're at. But I I think ultimately there's one source, one, one God, so to speak. Um, call it the universe, call it God, call it, great spirit call whatever you want to but um, I do believe that these other entities and I think that's why people are able to connect with them because um, mm-hmm. I know I've connected with mine but I don't consider them gods or goddesses I consider them like it's kind of like um, a knight to a king that kind of relationship mm-hmm. um, where you have an association and it's a learning, you know, kind of like a mentorship where you learn from one another and, you know, you kind of develop your bond and you grow together, but um, they're at a higher level. But I mean, there's so many different ways to look at that, but this has nothing to do with voodoo. And I'm sorry. I'm going way off my No, It does though.
3: (laughs) When you say that, you know, that you believe they were living people like everybody's saying on here, what would be something that could help you elevate to be a God status, do you think?
1: Well, I think that's where we have for me, that's like the reincarnation where you go and you have these experiences and you it's like you have these great tests, these great challenges in your life that you you know go through, whether it is a life where you're born with nothing. And you have to, you know, achieve certain things before you can move on or help so many people. I mean, I don't know how it works. I'm not not that elevated yet. But um, I think that, I think you'll, I think you probably all have met people who they seem very new in that they, um, they're just not. My mom's one of
2: them.
1: Their souls have not evolved yet. Yeah, the, 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 they're, the, it's all very simple for them, and they're very happy people. And they're they're not. I think that the the more um, tragedy you have, I think that that's more. Uh, you're you're further along on your path. I mean, I, I hate did to you that, say?
3: But... Did you say NPCs? Yeah, I call them NPCs. <laughs> I've had a strong feeling recently that I may be an NPC myself. So, no, um, no i mean really
1: not <laughs> you're not an npc no. but um i think that the innocent people the people that we see um i also think this is why like when children are reborn because you know they small children often have a lot more knowledge than we give them credit for yep. and they kind of lose it as they grow and that innocence yeah. is lost
2: like my neighbor's kid <laughs> like talk about him. But, I mean, he
1: lost his innocence shows. early. You've seen those shows about people, and going, going, trying to wrap this back into the the voodoo and the hoodoo stuff. I mean, that's.
2: Oh, can I take us off road one more time before we get? Right on? <laughs> okay. Yes. <Off> <laughs> so, so if we're talking about, latch you know, your
3: seatbelts.
2: <laughs> if, if we're talking about ascent, ascension into, you know, the next level or. Um, what have you, you know, I've always I've always heard that the next level works um, vigorously to to keep us on this level in some capacity, like to not inter intertwine or else, you know, it'd be just be complete chaos if if there wasn't any separation whatsoever. Like if you just had like physical forms of the things that we talk about walking around, it'd just be complete chaos but um you've all heard of the god particle um hang on i'm trying to read this comment too yeah 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 yeah. I, i think we're all talking about the same thing um so you've all heard about the god particle and you've all heard about cern if you don't know what
3: cern is it's you a need particle. to explain
1: it, not for us, but for the others. Yeah, yeah.
2: Every
3: conversation with totally, comes back to CERN. You <laughs> <laughs> can start talking yeah. about making M and M's, you know, and, and uh, CERN. Yeah, I, I love it
5: though. Uh, CERN yes. is a very, very interesting topic.
2: Yeah, yeah, because it's selfish people who are doing it. So yes. you got you got CERN, which is a particle accelerator. So it fires, you know, these heavy metals and atoms at each other mm-hmm. at. Basically, the speed of light, yes. and they've admitted they've admitted that they don't know whether this thing could cause a black hole and swallow the universe. They broke or, the speed
3: of a lot in that thing,
2: or destroy the planet. They broke the machine itself uh, four years ago, and they just turned it back on on April twenty second. Yes, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the cause of a lot of things, uh, mm-hmm. Mandela effect included, but. Uh, there are people who believe, like if you, if you Google like CERN, CERN opening ceremony, it literally looks like a pagan ritual. Mm-hmm. And there, there was also an incident where there was a different deity that they were worshiping where it, they um, sacrifice, they, they did like a ceremonial sacrifice in front of the statue at not at CERN. Mm-hmm. But all that said, it plays into what we're talking about today because yeah. these people in they they think that the point of this whole thing is trying to break that veil into the next level.
5: Right. Yeah.
2: I I, I, trip, my,
3: I trip
1: myself. Out I this. say this often, yeah. but y'all really need to read my book. I cannot yeah. say this enough.
5: <laughs> yeah. You really
1: like- need to read my book.
5: <laughs> yeah, the, the the ceremony to Sheba and the CERN is actually built on top of an ancient temple. There you go.
4: <laughs> yeah, I did not you know go. that.
5: Yeah, Stephen, fact check it as we go.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's literally what they're trying to do. They're trying to open up to where these beings that are in a different dimension can come here.
1: That's so smart. That's what they're trying oh, to do. Before we, before
2: we go any further, you should plug your books, Hadley.
5: Yes.
1: Oh, Oh. okay. So I am now, on both of my books are now on Audible. And if you sign up for Audible, you can get them free. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can get them. This is Tapestry of World, Part 1, The White Raven Awakens. And Tapestry of World, Part 2, Running and Gunning. Um, they are on Kindle Unlimited for free always. I try and just, I'm I'm not doing this to make money. I just do this because I got stories to tell, guys. But pe- it does have a people, lot.
2: What should people know going in?
1: Oh well, it is about the veil between the worlds being brought down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is about the chaos that ensues. <laughs> it is about Earth changes. It is about the. The hurricane so strong in the Gulf of Mexico that the Mississippi River runs backwards, which, by the way, has done that twice since 2020. Did you sell
2: your book to really? CERN by chance?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you talk about it, and I think are they the one person who bought the book?
4: <laughs> <sighs>
0: wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how these things all come together.
1: But seriously, guys, yeah. if, if you are interested in reading my book, um, message me and I will send you a promo code because to me, uh-huh. it's again not about making the money, it's about sharing the love. So,
5: okay, yeah, I, I guess the to segue back into the voodoo, you know, with, with a lot of ancient voodoo, they had different
1: uh, uh the voodoo different... shows up in the book too, Stephen. Yeah, Papa, did... Papa Leg was a character,
5: yeah, did a uh... was it legba legba was that the one that y'all mentioned earlier yes
1: and loa
5: and loa is uh, the the supreme the supreme god i believe in voodoo and the origins of it but they also had you know like the different gods for the iron iron smiths and uh for fertility and all all the different other stuff that was there but if you go back and you ever look at the ancient uh near east religions they had all those same gods, so I mean the parallel to Near East religions and Voodoo being from Africa, from the Congo, and other other places. Uh, there's they're really not it, this dissimilar.
1: I have heard it said that everything really all dates back to ancient Sumerian text. Yeah, I believe
2: that mm-hmm. because yeah. they were good.
0: No, you go Um, ahead. Hadley gives me a hard time because I always say that if you're in New Orleans, go to Marie Laveau's for the experience, but then go to the Voodoo Museum because they actually have uh, altars set up to the different gods you know, and people can come in and leave offerings and, and light candles and everything like that. It's got that actual spiritual feel to it. And it could be that there are spirits in the upstairs apartments from the people that were murdered and suicided Yeah, there, there. was, there was a,
1: um, well, he wasn't a serial killer, but he was a pretty rough um, murderer that resided in the above apartment that he killed his girlfriend dismembered her body and cooked her and they found her and because she was telling me where and i was like is this the place blah 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 and morgana's like oh no and i was like send her a picture she's like oh that's it i'm like that they the murderer lived above that they like take tours. <laughs> they still have the oven in the apartment. They do tours of the apartment now, but it still has the oven that he cooked the girl in.
3: They could make so much money if they let you like if they had a restaurant there where you could like order rib eyes and stuff off that oven. <laughs> You're <so> uh, <laughs> yeah. What made up you know, <laughs> you know, um, it was
1: Zach Bowen and Addie his good the girlfriend was Addie something. But um they they were very famous for not leaving New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. They um they were bartenders um down in the quarter and um about about what was it like six weeks after Katrina mm-hmm. he just went off the deep end and murdered her.
2: Yeah. I heard there was a lot of activity after Katrina, like a lot of a lot of Spiritual there was, activity. There was a lot of
0: it was not all good at all. Right. like I said, it was so chaotic and everything. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, right. How long did it take for them to actually clear all the bodies?
0: They it's still not.
3: It. Um, when I was there in 2008,
2: when did Hurricane Katrina happen?
5: 2005.
1: 2005.
2: So, so I was there in 2008, and they still had caskets out for families to identify, you know, really who they were because they had floated during the right. the, the hurricane.
3: Um, well, you so know,
1: I, you, can't, you can't bury people underground in South Louisiana because they'll pop right back out. Yep. Yeah.
3: That's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. When we lived in Florida, we went by a place that had recently flooded. There was caskets popping out of the ground. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. sand or whatever. I'll tell you what the
2: the altars and stuff like people go to Louisiana or to well I guess New Orleans specifically to have a good time usually, mm-hmm. um, but those altars and stuff that you see around town ain't no joke. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. Someone I was with, <clears throat> there were signs all over it that said "Don't touch the altar." Mm-hmm. And what do you think she did? <laughs> oh
1: God! Before. Did it follow her home? Well, she stuff?
2: <clears throat> We get back and it, it, it was a family that I was with. And it was the, the, the father's uh, girlfriend that had done it. So we're, we get in the van after we um, get off the plane. And on the way back, while we were going like 70 miles an hour, two tires exploded at the same
3: time. <laughs> Can't make it up. I
5: us getting a different land. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, I bought her a bus ticket. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: but like I said, it, it's wow. there are. I mean, the the feel down there. It's it's a unique thing just and, and yeah. because you can feel the ancient people you know the, the spirits and everything but mm-hmm. like I say most people go down there for Bourbon Street and stuff like that I've been going down there every year for 30 years and I can honestly say I have set bur- a tough foot on Bourbon Street one time and I was with my boss at the time so <laughs> <laughs> but mm. you know like I said it's it's one of those things that um you know I, I think everybody should go at least one
5: time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've been there once, and it had a funny smell. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah. It does indeed. <laughs> hey, Mark, uh, what's
0: up? <laughs>
4: Hello.
1: Yes. Well, yes, yes. I grew up going to New Orleans and South Louisiana. Like I said, I've got a lot of family down that part of the country, and um, New Orleans. There's no other place in America like it. I just it's want to go down totally and go gator
3: different. hunting. I love to go gator. I can hunt. hook
1: you up with that. Go gator hunting.
3: Let's just go to Gatorland, jump the fence, <laughs> <laughs> wrestle some gator.
0: Okay, totally off subject. My uncle was dead. His wife was from uh, Florida, and um, they were at Gatorland, and uh, said so they have uh, like a cafe there. So this woman pulls up turns off her vehicle, gets her dog out, and ties it to the outside mirror and goes inside to eat. Right right. in front of her car is a sign that says, do not leave pets unattended. There are gators. You're at gator land! Right! (laughs) She comes back, and there is a bloody leash and nothing else.
2: Like the goat from Jurassic Park!
1: Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) She
0: tried to sue them! I mean, took uh, took them
1: to court. Well, I, think, I think she was trying to, you know, make sure Tuffy didn't go home.
0: Uh-huh, yeah, you exactly. Know, well, that's uh, what I'm saved it and got it totally kicked out was the fact that somebody had taken a picture and, of the sign, and her car was right in front of it. And that's what, you know, kept them from having to even go to court over it.
3: I mean, so lose well,
0: a lot uh, of uh, yeah. so, we're
1: not at all talking about No, hoodoo. we're not. Let's go. Oh, really? <laughs> back, back back where we were. <laughs> so before the show started, I was talking about the Appalachian folk magic or Appalachian Hoodoo. Yes. Okay? They
4: Which is basically
1: the same old stuff that your grandma brought over from Ireland. And mm-hmm. a lot of it, um from what I understand, like I said, I've got a friend that this is what she does and I never really got a chance to really dive into it with her, but she would say well you know it's just like um your book of shadows is really like your grandma's recipe book it's got a little bit of everything in there whether it's something on how to like make some kind of tea or something on how to clean the house but you know like spring cleaning that's cleansing your house is what the wiccans would call it It would be cleansing your house but you know it's just a lot of the old ways and it's just
4: when we start talking about
1: like what it what is witchcraft and what's not i mean i don't think witchcraft is all like harry potter and charming and the craft and all that to me it's more like it's stuff your grandma was doing that you know just whether um just little things Mm -hmm. like how many of you had a relative like your mom or your grandma who collected rocks?
5: Yeah, yeah we, we still do. Yeah,
1: too. <laughs> well, my, mother grandma. Make, my mother would make me, you know, we'd have to stop the car and she'd have to get out and get a rock hmm. because, you know, that rock wanted to go home with her. And it was mm-hmm. just one of the things she's doing. Um, my mother was very witchy without being a witch and I have um, been over to a friend of mine's house who is very Christian. Her grandmother's one of the most Christian, wonderful little grandmas you'll ever meet. I walked into her house and her rocks were singing. I could hear the vibrational hum. It was that high.
0: And it was
1: the rocks. Because so I was looking around and I was like, y- you know what? But my friend, again, very Christian, she had an altar set up at her house. She didn't consider it an altar, but that's what it was. I mean... So, that's when we get into, you know, the old ways versus, you know, what's <laughs> real, what's mean. It's yeah, just,
3: well, I uh, think that my grandmother was a was a witch of some kind. Because I'm reading about the healing magics here, and literally every one that she did. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. hear the like, you put a bit of salt in your head.
1: I bet Stephen's grandma did, too. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, my my grandpa McIntosh, she was... Uh, he had all kinds of superstitions. <laughs>
1: well, what about the? Have we gotten into the ley lines yet? I think y'all talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I missed it. And, I think but
5: the, the the, ley lines. What
1: was it? Um, Divining rides? Yes. Yeah, yes. we talked about that.
5: That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah witching. Right. Yep. Um, but, I mean, that's all that old folk magic.
4: Oh,
5: and
1: it that's, yeah, but I, it still,
0: I still will not sweep trash out of my house because you will sweep the magic out. My grandmother used to say that so i mean it comes in a dustpan and goes in the trash can you don't sweep out of your house or you sweep the luck out yeah, yeah.
3: well
5: if you cut your hair in your house you're not supposed to sweep that outside uh uh-huh. mm. oh. put that in the trash
2: Oops. the uh the <laughs> broom the broom that my grandmother kept next to her door i also have next to one
3: of our doors in the house still One of these remedies is I put whiskey or rum on a baby's gum line. Yeah, I thought that was just what you did.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) right. It is. There's a reason you did it. Yeah. Well, the thing that got me the most was um was because you know I'd been looking at Wicca and all this stuff for you know since I was 18, and the Book of Shadows was such a big deal. And it's just like she was like that's just your grandma's recipe book. And I was thinking about my grandma's recipe book and all the pieces of paper that were stuck in it. And my mom had one with all the little things stuck in it, you know, and that's all it is. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, that's, it. that's, that's it's the magic. Is, yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, see, with a lot of that, I mean, there was, well, a lot of that, It's it may have been considered superstition, but I mean, there's a lot of truth in a lot of it, you know, just like aspen's made from a white willow if uh if you have an upset stomach uh break off a cattail and eat the white starchy part on the inside of it mm-hmm um if you if you have constipation, you can cut a small square of a the cambium of a pantry which is the part's in between oh. the wood and the bark I mean, it and no. drink it well uh, you <laughs> know
4: one thing one
2: thing that I always heard in um like the old country stuff was that whatever ailments you had, the the, the, the things that would cure your ailments would always grow near you.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
2: I, I always heard that even like dandelions and nettle and everything like that. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. and- So many of them people consider weeds or you know trash plants and stuff. And
2: well, that's by design. Oh yeah, yeah. But you remember I
0: told you I think when we were talking before the show last time is uh, my husband found some dandelion out in the middle of Montana or somewhere and brought me back a bag of them. You know because I won't let him cut them down. (laughs) So he's like, here, plant these somewhere. I'm like, oh look, he really does love me. He brings me stuff, (laughs) weeds and rocks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'll yeah. keep him. But, you know, and, and that's a thing, too, that um, I don't know if you've watched the movie The Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson, mm-hmm. yeah. where she's a nurse and goes down. Um, she's helping an elderly couple. And at, at the end, they're talking about the fact that, uh, you know, when everything happens, the lady's like, well, I wish they'd have found a black girl. And they're like, you know, the black ones won't come out here because they're scared. You know, they believe. And, you know, it all came down to they couldn't do anything to her until she started to believe. So, like I said, that power of believing is huge. A and not just in voodoo and hoodoo, but, I mean, in any concept.
2: Yeah, that's what we need is everybody who's watching to give give what their family superstition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what
0: their, what their oh. grandma told them. That's down. awesome, yeah
5: yeah did y'all grow up with that if somebody opens a pocket knife up they have to be the one that closes it. yeah uh-huh.
0: and you have to give it back to them just yeah. like you got it from them my yeah. husband will don't you hand me that knife that way yeah you know? it's, <laughs> so.
5: oh my goodness i've forgotten most of them but i mean my whole childhood it was
0: me too Mona. Just, just all
5: kinds <laughs> of stuff like that
0: oh know. yeah i
1: always yeah. heard you never give a knife as a gift to right. a loved one,
5: get the,
1: the um, bond between you,
5: yeah, sell, sell it to them, make them give you a quarter or something for it. You know, I think mean, that's that was kind of the, the superstition yeah. around that. You know,
2: it's so crazy, so crazy that, that you say that because I had a, a aunt who lived in Georgia, and um, when I was probably five years old, she it was Christmas, so I mean, it was gift given, Tom. And she held out her hands like this and was like, mm-hmm. guess what's in my hand? And I was like, knife." And it was. And she's like, what would you give me for it? And I said, I-, I think I had like three pennies. And she's like, that's a good deal. And then I gave her the pennies and took the <laughs> knife and immediately cut my finger on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good though. That you, mean it was yours. Yes, right. You had to blood it. I've got a scar right now that um, I was opening a box of pool balls, and it got stuck in the glue. And I got ticked off because I was going away like I was supposed to. So I spun it around, and then when I came back, I buried it. I mean,
1: yeah, she tried to kill one. herself one year. Um, That's the year I'm talking about. Yeah, she, they, didn't they uh, at the hospital? did they ask if you were trying to kill yourself? Hey,
0: look, there was a cop <laughs> standing there when we walked in. And of course he follows us all the way back. I didn't know it was illegal to try to kill yourself until that point. And it's not illegal <laughs> if, you, if you succeed, but if you, if you don't, you know, it's, it, they'll put you away. And uh, so it got to the point where everybody came in to see the girl who tried to kill herself. And finally, oh, the Lord. nurse just stood at the door, and she goes, "It was an accident." Before she let him in, it was an accident. Lord. And the doctor came in, and he goes, "Well, are you sure it's two days before Christmas and people are depressed?" I'm like, "Look, if they come in here <laughs> and tell you I tried that I killed myself, find out who set me up because I like me a lot."
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, but but that's the thing is that was mine. I blooded it, and uh, we were actually doing a ritual for uh, a couple of our brothers from overseas that night and because of that i didn't make it but i felt like that was my sacrifice to protect them
3: mm-hmm. so blood did it really well
0: yes, <laughs> I did. <She> did. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed everybody that's came right. home <laughs> that's right that's right so you know blood's amazing <laughs> but uh but you know and, and that's even things like that, you know, I mean, I can remember my dad, like you said about, you know, your mom being uh, a witch without knowing it, that that was kind of how my dad was too, because that's like we had a family of hawks that nested and you didn't do anything to disrupt those hawks. You did not cut down an oak tree on his land, you know, because the oaks were were special. You just, you left them alone. And, um, you know, and, and to him personally, you know, organized religion just it wasn't logical you know I mean he's like you know I don't need another man to tell me what I should believe you know it's there for me if, if I need it and if I want it and what's mine I'm going to get from it
2: you know well, what
1: that... uh-huh.
2: I might be your father
1: maybe
4: <laughs> there you go <laughs> well, that
1: goes back to what I was saying about you know I believe that God talks to us all in the manner in which we can understand him best. And for some people that's going to church for some people. And I say this because when I, when I worked um, at the synagogue, there was a lot of people who had converted and I'm, I'm curious and I would ask um what made led you to make this decision i had this guy come in one day that he had been like two weeks away from becoming a roman catholic priest and he quit and he said that um there was just they kept too many secrets and he didn't feel comfortable with that but he had been raised southern baptist look at tully's face (laughs) He, he he, he said that he was not comfortable with that he had questions and he didn't think that a lot of the stuff that he had found out should be kept from the public but um i just i just met a lot of really interesting people and i just realized that there's these weren't bad people and there were some people who i met who were way more what i was raised to believe was how a christian acted that weren't christian and so it just like i said i just realized that you know some people got to a place where that this no longer fit them and no longer fit where they were in their progress in life and i just um kind of opened my mind up to say you know who am i to say who's right and who's wrong i only know what's right for me Right, right. And well, yes. what's right for me is, it goes back to you know fi- finding God in nature.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's where I feel the connection. When I see a um, deer on the side of the road, to me that's like magic. I find magic in, in seeing these these creatures and knowing, um, like you're talking about the hawks. You know, whenever I would see a redtail hawk, it's just again like magic. I don't see them that much. It's always something, especially if you see one like at your house. It's like, oh my god, what's up with that? But um, yeah, it's the little things I think that make makes us connected to whatever it is that makes us feel that way.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
2: really, you know, voodoo, and not just voodoo, but voodoo is exactly like that in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like a you know, you know what I'm saying.
1: I don't. (laughs) What are you
2: saying? Well, just like, like a lot of voodoo and you know culturally anchored belief systems like that, there are every one of them has different songs and you know call it etiquettes to it that practitioners would be looking for,
1: or. But for me, it was, always, it was always the Native American stuff. You know? I grew up my uncle's native, and he grew up, that was his life. You know, that, that was how he saw the world. And when he was young, he was um, diagnosed with, I don't remember what it was, but it was something really bad, and, like he was going to die. And they came and they prayed over him when he was like five years old. But this was like the Native American chanting prayer, and they brought the prayer blanket and everything. And the shaman came, or the medicine man came, and they chanted over him, and it healed him, you know? And he's like, I don't know if it really did heal me, but it healed me, and you know, I I was well after that. I never had any more problems. And when my aunt passed away, his um, family made her a a prayer a blanket and it was the blanket for her to be wrapped in as she died. And the night that she passed away, when I was going to bed, I was hearing drumming, like, and I could hear them calling her. And my aunt lived in South Louisiana. I live in Mississippi. It was, you know, but I heard it and I felt them calling her. And I knew that she was going to be gone the next day, and she did. So there's a lot, I mean, with a lot of these cultural Group that are in touch with the roots of where we come from. They're, to me, they're way more connected with that energy that's God than than some, you know, people think. I mean, they have great knowledge, and I, there's something to be learned there.
2: That you know? reminds me of, um <laughs> it, it, I guess, in hillbilly culture, that would have been the equivalent of like the seventh son. There, mm-hmm. there was always like in Clay County, there was always a. Like, Laura, if you were the seventh son of the seventh son of a seventh son, then you had basically Bye. extreme healing abilities to where if uh, there, there were accounts of people breaking their arms or even getting mortally injured in some cases, and the, the seventh son would be able to, like, lay hands on them.
1: Well, and, that's and like Reiki. Reiki healing. Um, Tracy Crosby, she's told me stories about, like having someone that's broken their ankle and things like that and healed it you know um she, she and y'all Stephen and cecil haven't met tracy but tracy is my friend who she's a reiki master she teaches Wonderful. reiki i've taken classes from her she also is a traditional um pretty much a medicine woman She's been taught by a Native American shaman, uh, the native of Jim Ewing. He's in this clan out of Arkansas. It's like a bear clan, I think. But, um,.
0: So Jeremy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have got a ten year old back here, Disney now. I was keeping it down. together until the bass started <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: I almost, almost went to a rap really. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding it together good too. Like what the
1: heck? Well, <laughs> um, um but now Tracy is she works primarily with hey Laura Hi Laura, Hi Laura. She, she works primarily with um athletes. She um her husband is like a he he works with golf pros and she just she does a lot of tennis um people in the area, you know. She also is and I think we talked about this totally when you met her was that she does the surgical Reiki where she can go into an operating room and oh, yeah. do Reiki on people as they're being, and Reiki's not hands on it's hands off, but it's um, energy. Healing. And when I took the class with her, there was a gentleman in there who was retired, from a superintendent of education. And he also, before he was superintendent of education, he was like in the Navy and he was real big into the, the Quayong, I think is what it is. It's the Chinese. About? <laughs> yeah, it's Chinese healing energy. And um, he was telling me, yeah, there's nobody here I would go do that with. But, I mean, it was really interesting to sit there and have this conversation with this retired naval officer about, you know, this energy stuff and Reiki and the healing is a real thing. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you know it works. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm going to go um, not go to my doctor for my kidney stones, but um, <laughs> right. but I will say this: um, when also, I was this was in, in here, so. 2019, I got diagnosed with a nodule on my thyroid. And every time I went to um, have Reiki done, people would say, what's going on with your throat? And so they would do Reiki on my throat. Well, in 2020, when I went to my doctor, that nodule was gone. That's pretty so.
2: cool. I think there's a, I mean, not not even just Reiki, but, you know, the spiritual intent in general, mm-hmm. you know, is so powerful. Like, intent itself.
0: That's I've had people ask me to uh, explain just what magic is, you know. And I'm like, okay, do you believe in the power of prayer? Oh, absolutely. I said pretty much the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. It's focusing that intent and knowing that it's going to happen. I said, it's the same thing when you pray. You know that God's going to answer you.
1: Well, and I'm going to tie this all back into Tully's. Thing with the lady with the papalegma, it can be negative just as much as it can be positive. Mm-hmm. When you get something's attention, I mean, whether what whatever that energy is that you're you're calling up, you've got it. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's to, to me. I would I would urge caution whenever dealing with a, a lot of the stuff you know, because mm-hmm. you, you don't know if it's going to be a. <laughs> you don't don't know <laughs> if it's going to be something good. Oh wow. wow that's that's awesome. great. Yep. That's great there. Yeah, but I, but I mean it's just like the just like the your friend uh doing practicing the reiki. I mean, she's doing that out of love. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference between Yeah. It's it's the difference between a Jedi and a Sith Lord. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's it. I I mean if somebody's doing it out of love, yeah, there you've got all kinds of positivity with it.
1: Well that's um somebody had said to me one time that um there's no wrong way to worship if it's coming from the right place. I like that. Yeah.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you know I guess I started i don't know did you say you started around 18 hadley
1: yeah well probably before that um i was always interested but i mean i really like started reading tarot cards and stuff when i was 18
2: because i did some really stupid stuff when i was like 14 probably 14 to 18 yeah really dumb stuff the like really dark stuff and uh I grew out of it, but I, I'll say that I learned my lessons on that sort of stuff young.
1: We Nothing. played with Ouija boards when I was like in the ninth grade, and I don't play with Ouija boards.
2: I mean, I yeah. wasn't trying to get yeah. leg but to kill somebody or anything. <laughs> oh but no! It, but it, <laughs> was <laughs> pretty, it
4: was pretty, bad. It was pretty bad. Pretty well, bad.
1: That's I one of the things that kind of brought me and well, it brought Morgana into my life. Was there? I got to the point where you know all the stuff that we're talking about no one was talking about when I was younger and there's a lot a lot of people have experiences but they're too scared to talk about it and that's something that I wanted to break free of I wanted us to be able to talk about it and to find those connections with people who could kind of help us understand it because I didn't understand you know um and I, we've talked about this before but I mean I am one of those people who has been doing astral travel and doing shamanic journeys since I was probably five. And that was something that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand. I'd go to psychics cause I thought that was the closest thing to understanding it. And they didn't know what I was talking about. And it really wasn't um, until I started talking with other people about it that I realized, you know, there was something there, because other than that, I mean, it, it's not a dream. I knew it wasn't a dream, but I couldn't explain it to people.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the the, the hag. Uh.
1: Back back
2: before the internet was dead, like when you could just like look up well, whatever. Back, ago, leave, leave. Leave. These
1: are the days before the internet. Remember? Yeah, Tom well, no, I, I get that.
4: <laughs>
2: but but in in whenever I was getting started. The, the internet was just a baby, and people were creating websites with their. Um, it was a toddler. Was their a toddler. own grimoires and different, um, different ways to summon different things. Uh-huh. And you could find that kind of stuff really easy. And I was playing with all of it. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 I should be on that. I shouldn't be a live show.
3: <laughs> <sighs> we're to unpack
1: this one night
3: only thing oh, i was yeah. watching reptilian videos and <laughs> stuff
2: like that <laughs> but you know i wasn't making tables dance and chairs walk or nothing but, but there are people who who um didn't want to be associated with me because of the things that i used to dabble on.
3: my sister might be watching this but they're i don't, I don't know if she's watching or not but um she there's rumor that somebody told me one time that they watched her make a chair levitate whenever she was practicing with this stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that
2: turtle man that I told you guys about. That
1: what? turtle story still freaks me out, man. It's <laughs> true.
3: Yeah, I get made by turtles. But
1: you know, I'll tell you this. Um, because it, one of the like I said, the thing that I was always really interested in was being able to read signs, like signs from nature. And one of the things that I've read, and this is true in my experience. That if you see a fox, someone's going to die. And so,
3: like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, And I think that you have. To, I think when you get a sign, you have to recognize it as a sign, or it's not a sign, just so you know. But um, so, I started whenever I would see a fox, or like if my mom or dad saw one, and I was in the car with them, and they saw it and I didn't, someone they know would die, and I would hear about it. But uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I watched that for years, and um, I, I now, since COVID started, I haven't been out riding around in the country where i see a fox. Oh, uh, but, okay.
5: Um, see, see I, I've got one similar to that. If I've got cedar, one, too. I'll if, let you go a, first,
1: Stephen.
5: Okay, if a cedar tree in your yard dies, that means
3: somebody in the family's going to die. Really? I've heard that, actually. actually yeah. I actually have heard that. Yeah. So, mine is...
2: Well, first, I know you're talking about hawks and, well, I guess hawks are different than eagles. But Mm -hmm. um, I've always felt a sense of nobility around hawks and eagles in general. Um, But my, my one trigger is that if I see a crow quarreling with another smaller bird in the sky... Yeah, there's know. there's usually chaos coming in my life in some way.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: And the last time I saw that was right before our cars got killed.
5: Really? Now, yes, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I had a crow in the yard and it was being, it got chased out of the yard by Blue Jays. Blue very
0: Jays, Jays are mean. Are mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's they are. Expensive.
3: Isn't there something about seeing an owl during the daytime too?
1: Some cultures believe that's
3: important yeah. to death.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. um my uncle that is native, um he, he is a punk he's of the Ponka tribe, but he told me that like owls are like black magic. But then you look over on the Celtic side of the family and owls are wisdom and so it really just mm-hmm. depends on, again, how oh it speaks God. to you. I
5: yeah. think. Um, and, and and see, for a coon hunter, if the owls are hooting, the coons are scooting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: but but if but if, if a you're wild. a big if you're a big footer, uh, if the owls are if the owls are hooting, they're tattling on something out there moving around.
4: <laughs>
2: you know that's probably hey. one of the most visceral experiences that I that I had. In my younger days, I think probably when I was 20, um, I used to go to this park. I didn't get off work until 10 at night. And I used to go to this park and either, you know, exercise or sometimes I would just get my guitar out of the car and play. And there was one night where I was playing my guitar and this huge, like big horned owl comes down and, and lands on a picnic table probably like eight feet in front of me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and just sat there listening to me play guitar
2: for thirty minutes or something. It was like
3: really the best of your music career.
2: Probably.
4: <laughs> That's what
0: it was. Look, I uh back years ago had a very difficult time accepting a uh a totem into my life because of the connotations that you grow up with. It was vulture. You know, and like I said, you know, vultures are disgusting and yada yada. yada. Mm-hmm. But I finally uh, had a friend that said, you know, you need to read up on the Native American medicine about the vulture. You know, you you really do, because you'd be amazed. And once I read that and everything, I felt a lot better about it and settled down. Well, Mm -hmm. it's six months, eight months later or something like that. My uh, sister-in-law kept saying every time my niece was around, that she kept seeing vultures. And I'm like, they're probably trying to tell you something. She goes, oh no, it's nothing to do with that. I'm like, I'm telling you, just go ahead and accept it. So she hears somebody knocking on the door one day and she comes from the other end of the house and walks out. The front yard is full of vultures and one of them is pecking on the screen door. I'm like, okay, how much more do you need Before you believe somebody's trying to give you a message.
1: (laughs) I had a similar stuff. Something happened with crows. And crows for me, because we don't have ravens here. Mm -hmm. That's my connection with Odin. Mm -hmm. And Odin, God's talked me for years. And I was like in denial. But I had, when when I worked at the synagogue, they would come Mm -hmm. up and peck at the door to try and come in the synagogue. Mm -hmm.
3: I've seen something creepy one time. And it actually used to be like the intro to one of our podcasts. When we started there's a house right below my mom's. I don't know if you'll be able to see this on here, but it was so strange. Um, let me see if you can. Those, those old white crossroad houses that you uh-huh. need to see. You see that right there on top of that?
0: Yeah. That's a bunch yeah.
3: of vultures just perched on top of this old abandoned house. That freaked me out.
0: See, and I think that's cool as hell. <laughs> Listen, there's
2: there's some really scary houses like that, or especially surrounding those counties where we're from, and they're all at a crossroads. Yeah,
3: yeah they're yeah. all at like crossroads. Really? They're all abandoned. They're all like Victorian mansions, basically. It's weird.
1: So, just so y'all know, in 2024, I'm planning on having a weird realities get together. Where are we having it. We're having it in the goal on the Gulf Coast or in New Orleans at this area. Um, and when we have it, I'm gonna get Tracy Crosby to come and to lead us all on a shamanic journey. So, y'all all <laughs> have to come and we're gonna do that together because that's, that's a real awesome. cool thing that
2: might be more dangerous than CERN.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh.
2: Those crossroads are scary places. They are. They are. They are creepy. I can't tell you how many times I've seen like uh, shadows in those houses and stuff.
3: One weekend, vampires can't
1: cross crossroads.
3: It's so crazy. It's so repetitive that these houses are there. That one weekend, I'm going to take a day trip around Clay County. I'll send you guys every picture of every one of them that I find. Wow. The one on the one on Sexton's
2: Creek's the scariest to me. Yeah, it's got an elevator in it. Really. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know like there were never any I would say it kind of looks like a plantation house, but there were never any plantations. No, it was just a yard.
5: Yeah. That's yeah, Kentucky's straight up and down about wherever you go isn't it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, until you get out western
5: Kentucky. <laughs> a little I old. wanna one
1: one night we wanna I wanna have a cryptid um Werewolf talk about Kentucky. Oh,
3: I know about that. <laughs> I've been reading them books for months trying to get the TikTok going, but it ain't working. Alright well, Have you created
2: this,
3: the TikTok yet, Cecil? No, but I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've, we've good. We've got an intern. That's why it
3: ain't working. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know
1: how it works. Weird Realities has an intern who is a TikToker, so I can hook you up with him. Awesome. If, yeah. if we ever see him again, I think Morgan and I might have scared him off. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> maybe so. But, you know, he'll come around. I've got faith. <laughs> Give me another week so I can put some time into it. it <laughs> will well, be good. <laughs> so,
5: so you're talking werewolves like uh, with a werewolf, that would be different from a dog man because a werewolf, that, that would be the result of lycanthropy. Yeah. Is that correct?
1: Well, so we we
5: have both, really.
1: I'm curious. I want to know more about the <coughs> werewolves. I mean, I hate I hate the dog man thing because dog is man's best friend. Dog man is not. <laughs> well,
5: I'll I, I, I tell you what. I, well, I guess I guess we're wandering way off the path like we always do. <laughs> 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 not not all the dog men are bad. Not nope. all of them really. Are. They they get a. They all get a bad rap, but they're not all bad. I mean.
1: Well, we need to talk about this, Stephen, because this is something yeah. that I'm very interested in. Because, you know, yeah. that's one of the things that I write about, and I have this whole theory on um, dogmen,
4: mm-hmm. based on I think that, um,
1: and I'll just share it all here right now. I think that they're a type of like wolf that yeah. has. Mm-hmm basically and and you know y'all are smart guys but you know like killer whales teach other killer whales on how to like eat certain stuff mm-hmm. and like wolves are super 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 smart yeah. and they like you know like if they're if the pack is like going somewhere they'll walk in a single fall line through the snow so you can't tell how many there are but also so they don't have to make another trek outside of the snow bank but um If a wolf was, say, to lose a paw or be born without a paw, it would, you know, be on its back legs. We see these dogs on the rodeo. They walk around with their little back legs. So that's possible. For dogs to do this, you can Google it and find the dog at the rodeo that's doing that. I've seen them. Yeah, no, we I'm should add that to the, the calendar.
0: I, cryptids are on the calendar, but uh, I'm going to update the calendar and get it to all of you this week, <laughs> especially <But>, Stephen.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I will send you a picture of a uh, trackway that I found okay. a couple years ago.
0: Um.
1: Well, you know, like <laughs> at right now, you and Logan Crafter play the only people that will ever get me out in the woods, um, bigfooting. <laughs>
5: Yeah, we need to get you to uh, come to Faulk sometime. Laura, I
2: don't know that you would want to go in in these houses.
1: No. y'all got me scared to come up there. That someone's going to d- d- take me to a tree and says "fed," no. right? Fed on my forehead. You,
2: you, you just know that, like, you, there's been places where you've been where you just get a super uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. Every one of these houses feels that way.
1: Well, it, but yeah. didn't you say that's where they used to have funerals and stuff?
2: Uh, well, that was that's just the funny. Turtle House. <laughs> so that's the turtle.
3: The Turtle House is also a white house like that, but, but not they, all of them were white.
5: That was a custom back in
3: the day, though. Like my oh, grandpa, dude. they had his funeral in my house that I grew up in.
5: Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Sitting yeah, so, up with the dead actually used to yeah. be a real common practice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, it's uh, Logan. Logan can tell you a lot about that. On uh...
1: yeah, Logan, did Y'all know Logan? <laughs> Logan is a mortician. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know Steven did. I didn't know if the other boys did. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and some of some of the tests that they put a uh, put somebody through, you don't know, to make sure that they're dead. You know. I'll
0: say yeah. If, if yeah. <laughs> sho-
5: shoving a pen up under your fingernail, stuff like that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> say if you weren't dead. <laughs> <I'm sorry. Yeah. laughs> All right, guys, so we have totally gotten off topic.
4: <laughs> no, no, not us. <laughs> but
0: we are, okay, I'm adding to the calendar cryptids, but I'm gonna make each one of you pick one
1: and we'll delve into them. Okay, I'm a dog man. I want I like the dog man stuff.
5: Yep. Um,
2: uh, I'm gonna let it marinate.
1: Yep,
0: let it yep. marinate. Like I said, I, I yeah. will get you I will get you a calendar, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Logan has to work my funeral. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. It's been great as always. Uh, again, don't forget to like us, and we're everywhere. What have you guys got going on?
3: Uh, mud flood episode drops on "Wearing the Folk" tomorrow night around midnight.
0: Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Awesome.
3: We got heated on that for a minute. I think Morgano was involved in that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on, on Watching Weird, we've got a fun month planned. This is the one-year anniversary to Alan and Scott joining the Weird weird Realities team. So I've let them take the reins and pick their weird movies for the month. So we're going to do weird movies probably the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get the true crime show launched where we'll be doing it live um one one night of the week and um what else i can't think what else
2: well you don't think, you don't uh, have books. Have to tell i got anybody. books
1: if y'all want a promo code message me i'll send it to you
2: <laughs> we, we um, know where your favorite team though
1: <laughs> right. That's not true. i y'all I've how many I missed about six weeks of them working. I just finally decided with work that um I've got to take some time for myself or I'm not gonna be good for anybody. Yep. So
0: that is true. That is true. So, All right. You got anything going on, Steven?
5: Um nothing more than probably going out to one of my favorite spots to See if I can have an encounter with a cryptid and I'm (laughs) probably going to try to do that tomorrow night.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, guys, we will see you again next week. Until then, stay weird. Mm -hmm.
5: Good night, everyone.
0: Bye.